Hey, hey, a brand new episode of the Happy Productive Podcast is about to begin. It's time to be inspired by simple and actionable solutions for you and your business. If you're an established entrepreneur or just laying down the first brick of your future empire, the mantra is the same. We will flip any failure into a positive and use it to our advantage. This show is all about turning coal into diamonds with the right plan and mindset anything is possible. I'm Jennifer Dawn, your host, business coach, and founder of Best Planner Ever. And I'm here to help you achieve all your ambitious goals. Success is closer than you think. Let's do this. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the show today. I am really excited to jump in here because our guest today, Al Legal, is one of my favorite people in the whole wide world. And he has so much amazing information that he's going to share with us today that if you are a business owner and you do anything with computers, IT, technology, like this is the guy that you need to talk to. So Al, give us a quick just 60 seconds. Tell us a little bit about you, your business and what you do. Well, my name is Alvion Ligol. I am the president and CEO of ABL Computers. We provide managed service protection and f- more focusing on cybersecurity for businesses. We specialize in financial firms and so forth because there are many compliance and regulations in that arena. I have been doing this for over 21 years and I have watched my business grow and change over the years through the differences in um, technology and so forth. So it's a wonderful journey and I'm still happy to be here and still happy to continue that journey. Oh, I love that. Okay, so Al, you've been in business a long time and there are people who are listening who are starting up, people who have been in business a long time. What would you say has been one of your like best business lessons learned? Best business lessons learned? Well, my business or any business, it's always, always wonderful when you're now starting out and you're trying to grow your business. So one of the biggest lessons that I've learned is that when it comes to marketing, marketing is like a big 18-wheel semi-truck that once you're trying to move it with flat tires and you know how hard it is. So I've learned that once you get marketing moving, don't stop. Once you get that semi-moving, don't stop pushing it because it's just going to get easier and easier. So that's one of the biggest lessons that I have learned over the years. Well, I love this so much and I'm so glad you're sharing it because when I had my software company and even now, and I, I coach, you know, people on this as well, it's like what happens in our business is like we're we're desperate. We don't have clients, we don't have people. And so we put all this work into like building the pipeline. And then we get busy. And so we literally take our foot off the gas pedal of that pipeline. And if your pipeline is, you know, six months turnaround time, a year turnaround time, like that time can fly when you're really, really busy. And I'm always saying like, guys, you've got to keep your gas pedal pressed on the pipeline, even when you're busy, because then six months, a year down the road comes by and then you're just like, rut row. Now I'm back to not having anybody. But I super love your analogy, Al, of (laughs) it's like a semi truck with flat tires. Yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's so great. (laughs) Yeah, that's so great. And it's so, so true. So wonderful. Now, Al, you are like the IT guru, you know, all this tech stuff. And I got to tell you with like, 
you you hear about these huge companies getting hacked. You hear about uh, data, people stealing, you know, the credit card data and, you know, things going down, viruses, hackers. I'm sure if you're listening to this show right now, you've probably gotten one of these emails that says, I've got all your information. I, I know what you're doing, which, you know, when I get one of those emails, I'm like, they say I'm doing things I shouldn't be doing. I'm like, I know I'm actually not doing those. So it's yeah. like, you don't, you don't have my information. But if you are doing some of those naughty things that you shouldn't be doing and you get one of those emails, you might be like, uh-oh, maybe they really can see my information. So as small business owners, let's just kind of maybe like, let's just start with maybe like the whole getting hacked thing. What do business owners need to do to protect their data, to protect themselves from hackers these days? And, and maybe even like, are these hackers like for real? Are they legit? Are they really out there? Are they really after our data? What, what's your thoughts on that? Well, my thoughts on that, it's sometimes when it comes to cybersecurity, one of the biggest misconceptions that a lot of business owners have is that they think that cybersecurity is an IT thing. It's, it's really and truly not. They think it's, oh, I have an antivirus protection in, or I have a firewall in, so I'm protected. But when you look at IT, when you look at cybersecurity, pardon me, cybersecurity, it's, a, it's all about people a process and technology. The When I say process, I mean, you really have to look at internal tasks that your company takes. For example, a simple task is when you're giving out uh, an account number or anything like that, don't give the last four. The process is call the office to get the last four of the account number. Just simple processes that you could put in place. Then there are people. You mentioned emails, that people get these emails and they think that they're they probably have access to this data. Sometimes when you train the people, train your staff, you take an invest, you make an investment in your staff and train them properly. That's gonna that's another step in helping alleviate any data breach or anything like that. And last but not least, is the technology. You know, some some arenas, some industries have governance and laws in place to protect their someone's personal identify information, which is called PII. So we have to look at those um, rules and regulations that the federal government put in place for that. So in essence, in a nutshell, for any business owner or anything like that, or anyone, any individual, if you get something, I always say, stop and think. A lot of these, a lot of these breaches make people think that it's a last minute, it has to be done right away, if you just stop and think for a second, you'll realize that it is a hoax. So that's my best advice I can give to anyone. But as a business owner, make sure you have, as a business owner, you must be involved in the cybersecurity um, processes at your office to protect your firm. You must be invested in it. Yeah. And as a business owner, when do you know, like, when is the right time to have an IT guy like you, you know, managing the computers? And actually, why don't we take a step back? Why don't you just for everybody, just so they all we're all on the same page, share a little bit about, you know, what do you actually do? Because some of these people are just like, I don't know, do I need an IT guy? Do I not need an IT guy? So just talk a little bit about what kinds of services that, that you actually provide. And then my next question is going to be as a business owner, how do we know 
when do we get to a place where it's like, yes, we're ready for, or for Al, or we're not, we're too small, we're not yet ready for an Al? Well, when it comes to, as a business owner, I specialize in technology, okay? When it comes to accounting, I hire a professional to do that. I will not sit down and try to do my own corporate taxes. It's the same policy, it's the same set of rules I say to any business owner. If technology is not your thing, you definitely need an owl in place, okay? If you're specializing in, if you're a flower shop, if you're a florist, if you are a um, an accountant, if you are a, pro, a software developer or anything like that, and cybersecurity or security is not your thing, I always try to tell business owner, let us deal with the technology so that you could focus on growing your company. Because we are not, a lot of times business owners see us as expense, but we are an investment. Because if you have, if you are having a bad day, I am having a bad day. Okay. Whenever there's a breach, whenever when your computer is not working, it's a bad day for me. Because if you hire me, it's my responsibility to make sure that your business, your employees are able to work and do their job without any hindrance, so that you could make more money. Your 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 staff and your company could be more productive. So. It's there is no right time or wrong time to say, well, yes, here is, is a time for me to get someone, whether you're one person, one computer, and you're you just wanted you're selling stuff on eBay or you're selling stuff on or anything, any any form of business, and you don't know technology, you need to hire a company like mine to help you make those technical decisions for you to help your business grow. So you could focus on growing your business. And then what kinds of technical things do you handle? So what we focus on, it's we we help your company from if it's getting computers right up to compliance. So there's a wide, very, very wide spectrum. So we handle, we tend, we handle a lot of things for our clients. So we actually, we position ourselves in with our clients as the go-to person for they go to IT person for their company. I have dealt with projects in moving. Some of our clients trust us that much to even order furniture and so forth and all that for their office space because we know how to lay out the technology. We know how the type of desks that they need. But our main focus is on cybersecurity because cybersecurity is a growing factor today and small business owners are the ideal targets for hackers. And you actually may ask why? Because we then hackers know that you do not have the budget to to implement um, enterprise grade security. Two, because of that, you are now you have become the the, the, the go-to person. If you are breached, you are more you are less likely to report it to the authorities. And they know that you're trying to grow your business. And you have more information and you're an easier target. I always, when it comes to things like that, I always like to use the analogy of a mango tree. Like I love mangoes, okay? And I'm getting up there in age, so I no longer can climb a mango tree and get to a nice ripe mango at the top of the tree. But if I walk up to a mango tree and there's a mango right at the lower branch, I am going to pick it. I'm not going to climb the tree 
where you'll find the big Enrons, the Chase Banks, and all of these other big corporations at the top. But at the lower branches, we'll find companies like yours, right there at the lower branch. So a hacker could walk up to the tree and just pick your company and say, I'm going to go after that company because your information, and truth be told, your information that you have on any of your clients it costs the same price as any of these companies that may bank with Chase or with some of these other larger companies. The information costs the same amount on the dark web. Wow. Wow. Okay. And so then when you get hacked and, you know, somebody has gotten into your information, what are they doing with this data? I've just always wondered. It's like, okay, so you've got some data. Now, what are they doing with it? Well, they do a lot of things with it. Like I mentioned before, they either put it on the dark web for sale. All right. That's one. The other things that they do, they tend to hold your data at ransom. So you're a young business owner trying to grow. And what they what they do, they do something called social engineering, where they have studied you, look at your social media, look at how um, the net worth of your company and so forth. And they will target you, they'll encrypt your data and say, hey, Jennifer, I know you're worth, I'm going to just throw a number out there, you can afford $1,000. So I'm going to encrypt your data and ask you to pay $1,000. Now, since they know that you can afford this, you'll happily pay that just to get your data back. But if they know you cannot afford it, they will not ask for a million dollars or two million dollars because they know you will just close up your shop and so forth. So the main reason why they do it, most of them, why they do it is one, for money and two, to cause disruption. Mm. That's the main reasons why. Wow. And the data that they're after, is it data that is like on your computer's hard drive? Is it data that you're storing in the cloud? Like which data do we need to be worried about? Like if we have data and we do, so that's why I'm asking this question now. I'm like, wait a second. So if I have like data that's on my Google Drive that we share among, you know, for all of our clients, if somebody went in and, and got that data, we would be up shit creek as a company because that's all of our clients' data. Now, it's not credit card numbers or social security numbers or anything really sensitive like that. And guys, you know, think about this for a second. Like, who are you having do your tax returns? If your accountant isn't paying attention to, to cybersecurity and they've got your social security number and your credit card number and this kind of data and they're not paying attention to this stuff, this is a question you want to start asking them to make sure that they are. But okay, back to my original question. So we've got data on a Google Drive versus, you know, data that I have stored locally on my hard drive. Like my all my presentations are on my hard drive. If they stole that, you know, I would probably pay to get that back just because there was so much time and effort involved in re and I couldn't really recreate it all because of that. So where is this data that they're hacking into and getting? Well, the data could be anywhere. It could be on a Google Drive. It could be on your local computer. It could be in the cloud. The thing is that if you if the data is not protected, if you are not taking the necessary steps to protect that data, they will take it. They will hold that data for ransom. Like you mentioned, you're not keeping credit card information or anything like that. But these the data that they're looking to gather or they're they will hold for you is data that's going to cripple your company. In other words, they want to make certain that you will pay for it. And as a business owner, we have invested a lot of time 
a lot of hours, a lot of money into creating the data, creating the processes, creating our business. And to lose that in a matter of seconds, we will pay to get that, get that data back because without that data, our business is, we are closing up shop, okay? We're out of business. We're talking right. about orders from people. We're talking about um, like the, the information about what, what we've mostly focused on. These are, this is the information that is critical to our company. So as an IT provider, I cannot put a value on your data. Only you can do that. But now someone else comes in, a hacker comes in, a bad actor comes in and now puts a price on it and you are willing to pay that. And most times we, we are willing to pay it because we need it for our daily operation. So it doesn't matter where the data resides, okay? It doesn't really matter. Okay. It doesn't matter. As far as, as long as we have the necessary protocols and policies in place to protect that data, to not make it um, easily, easily accessible. Who's, whomsoever is accessing that data has permission to access that data. That's the most important. Right, right. And, and you guys, whoever is, when you're listening to this show today, like, I don't know about you, but for me, it's really tempting to just be like, I got bigger problems. I don't want to think about all this IT security stuff. But Al, I'm sure you have a lot of stories on people who didn't think about their IT and security, and they probably got into some trouble and they probably had to call you and be like, hey, Al, bail me out. So for a small business owner who doesn't pay attention to this, like what is, I'd love for you to just share a story about maybe one of your clients who like didn't pay attention to this and like, and what happened when they didn't pay attention to their data security? Well, one company, one, one client, I should say, who is a client today that actually comes to mind, it was a gentleman, he's an accountant, and he has been in business for many years. I will not call any names for you know obvious reasons, but when I yes. first spoke with him some years ago, he, he kept saying that, hey, if the federal government could get hacked, who am I? If the Canolian Pipeline Company could get hacked, who am I? And in my mind, I'm like, you're an accountant. You have more people's information, more valuable people's information in your thing. You're doing taxes for individuals that actually makes more money than your firm does in an entire year. And you're, thinking. so he said, she said, he doesn't want to take the necessary step. And I, I said to myself, you will never, ever do my tax return, okay? You will never, ever do my tax return. But lo and behold, one tax season, he received an email from a bad actor, but he didn't know stating, hey, are you still doing tax returns? He responded to the email, yes, I'm doing, still doing tax return. Oh, attaches my W-2, can you tell me how? So he opened up that, which is a typical, this is the middle of the tax season. Right. And yeah. the, the, the bad actors know exactly when to attack you. If you're a business owner, you're always looking for new clients. You're always looking for new people. So they send this email over with an attachment, a PDF attachment to matter. So it's expected. So what happened was he opened up this email and sure enough, yes, it was a W-2. 
But lo and behold, unbeknownst to him, it was a fake W-2. What happened in the background is these are called fileless malware. In other words, the, the file is good, but what happens once you open up that file, it actually went out on the internet and download the payload onto his computer without him knowing. He did not have the necessary security in place. And a couple of days later, his entire drive got encrypted. He couldn't do taxes. Now he called us in to do the work, to, to do perform remediation and so forth. Now, because of this, that's to me, that's the worst time to call us in because the data is encrypted. There isn't anything we could do. People's information was stolen. Now it was his his responsibility to, to pay for to pay for the ransom and also pay for credit monitoring for all of his companies, all of his clients. Now it cost him a whole lot more. And we're not talking about the fees that he had to pay us in order to start the remediation process. But it was an expensive undertaking for him. A few years later, he decided to want to go forward and try to sell his company because there was no way for him to recover from that data breach, unfortunately. So, but um, he's still in business today. He's still in business today, but I know he's still looking, he's still looking to sell. He still hasn't recovered as yet. Oh my gosh, it's so scary, Al, as a business owner to even think that these people, they are out there, they are watching us, they have these, you know, you open an innocent attachment thinking it's part of your business and it, and they can steal all your data, just like terrifying in my world. Okay, so how do we protect ourselves? How do we protect ourselves from something like this happening? Well, like I indicated before, the best thing to do, the first thing to start is to put some sort of put securities, security process and policies, internal policies in place. When it comes to um, security, when it comes to safeguard, there are three safeguards that we need to put in place. And the, the, the three of them are it's physical, administrative and technical. The physical is the easiest part. Okay, so make sure that you, something like locking your doors, all right? That's a physical safeguard you could put in place. And when it comes to technology, make sure you have strong passwords. Make sure that your, your computer has password to access critical information that you don't want anyone and everyone in your company to have access to. You put passwords and so forth on it. So that's just the physical part of it. Laptops, make sure they're always protected administrative the administrative portion of it is where you sit with the with with lawyers and or other c-suite um, individuals to come up with policies in your company i mentioned before when it comes to taking someone's credit card information pick up the phone give them a call when it comes to something as wire transfers do not take wire transfer requests via email if you do so a part of that process is to pick up the phone and confirm it with the individual. Do not send emails out with critical information that you weren't expecting. So these are administrative policies that you could put in place. You could design that internally. And the technical portion of it is where you get a company like mine to put in um, safeguards, technical safeguards like the firewalls and um endpoint protection solution that is that is more that will look at behavior of a computer okay things like i mentioned before with the 
the scenario I gave, the story I gave before with the gentleman who opened up this file, everyone knows what a PDF file looks like, what a PDF file should do. But a PDF file or any Word document or any file should not go out on the internet and download a file, okay? It should not. So once you put, once you hire or you get a company like mine to come, we put these type of safeguards in place to see these activities happening. Because once you have these three safeguards, those are some of the things that you could put in place to help protect your company. The physical, administrative, and technical. Love it. You know, it's interesting. One of the new things I've been getting is an email that says I've received an electronic fax. And it's usually like some kind of an invoice or something like, you know, that needs to be paid. So you kind of like think, oh, this is important, but it's from somebody I've never heard of. And I'm like, if you're trying to fax me and I don't know who you are, I'm deleting this. I don't care who you are. If it's legit, tough shit, you're going to have to call me. You're going to have to email me. You're going to have to find me some other way. But I mean, I don't know, do, do you see this? Is this a common one with like, it's a fax. It's like an automated, you've received an electronic fax and then it has a link and it wants you to like click the link. Yes, I receive a lot of those. And I will tell you, I will tell you two scenarios, two things that I, I encounter a lot now. So one, I get emails from American Express, okay? And American Express will send me an email stating, hey, we have a problem with your account log into your account. Now, when I, before earlier I said, stop and think. Now, all of my banking information goes to a separate email. That email is not public to anyone, okay? So now when I'm getting an email from American Express on my public email address, I said, wait, no, American Express, you do not have this email address. So right away, I know this is a fake email. So those are, those are one of the policies that I put in place for myself in that I have a separate email address that I use strictly for banking and only financial institution has this email address. I don't use it anywhere else. So that's one. Two, the other thing that I also received, like for example, I received a call from Department of Labor and so forth. They call me on the phone, they want to verify information. And what I say to them when they ask me to verify my address and so forth, I said, well, you're the Department of Labor. You have this information already, okay? But you have this outstanding, okay? I hear you. I don't know who you are because you're calling me. Please send it to me in, a, in the mail. And that's these are the processes that I put in place. So I get these emails. I get these phone calls from companies, whether they are legitimate or not. But for me, with my internal policies, I do not give out these information. And I, one of the other things that I'm seeing a lot of, it's where they use your voice for other things. So I avoid using the word yes when they call. I don't use, is this Alvion Legal? How may I assist you? I don't say yes. This is that because they will change. They will take that, just that phrase and say, do you agree to pay us X amount of dollars? Yes. No, no, no. <laughs> so I avoid using these words. So there are, the threat landscape has changed and a lot of these bad actors have become very, very sophisticated in trying to gain access to our information and so forth. So these are things that we, as business owners, we have to pay attention and be mindful of how we are interacting with the world 
and puts personal safeguards and even company safeguards in place just to help protect ourselves. It may seem as a, as a daunting, difficult task, making it so difficult for why do I have to jump through all of these hoops just to get to this? But understand, with your once your identity is stolen, if we stop and think about it for a second, it is very hard for us to prove to someone that we are who we say we are, okay? Because bad actors are creating more than just credit cards. They are creating IDs, they're creating passports and all of this. And when you look at the federal government, they are adding more and more security to things like your driver's license pretty soon. We all have to change our driver's license. They're changing our passports and all of these things they're making changes because bad actors, hackers have been able to duplicate these and so forth. Look at even our currency. And the, we cannot protect ourselves from all breaches, but the only way to do it is to know what the true, what the real one looks like. We have to study the real. We have to study the genuine one in order to protect ourselves. So once we put a lot of these policies and procedures in place for ourselves, it helps protect us. And to be honest with you, um, you cannot put that responsibility in someone else's hands. You cannot put that responsibility in someone else's hands to protect your identity because they may not care for their own, right? So we all have to take a part. It, it's an investment. It's a partnership that we are working on. So when I work with business owners, I sit down and I talk with them. I try to understand what is more important with them. We try to understand what part of the business we need to protect like you mentioned your documents on Google Drive and so forth. What is the most valuable data on Google Drive that you have that's going to take you hours to recreate and you will not want to lose? That data, we protect it. We spend the money on protecting that data. The other documents, well, that's going to take five minutes to recreate. That's not a problem. That could stay there. But not to say we want it to be... Um, we want it to be, it's not important, but in terms of if we're on a financial constraint, that's the process that we take with another, with a lot of our clients. Oh, so very informing. Al, it's like I'm, I feel terrified and empowered all at the same time. It's like so good. And I'm sure some of you guys listening, when you, if you think about your data being stolen or getting hacked, I mean, it's really and truly terrifying to think about that could happen to your business. But at the same time, what I'm getting from this, which is so helpful, is like, guys, like be proactive. It's a lot easier and a lot less costly and a lot less time consuming to just, you know, talk to your IT guy, give Al a call, talk to somebody like this, and just find out what you need to do to protect yourself and do it now. Be proactive about it instead of, I'm sure there's people listening who are like, oh yeah, I remember when I got my data hacked and it was this horrible thing or it put us out of business and it was so, it cost us thousands and thousands of dollars to repair it. Like, don't, don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. <laughs> just do it ahead of time. Be proactive take the steps that you need to take in today's world, especially what, I mean, it really and truly is an online world. Take those steps that you need to take to protect yourself. And I really hope from today's show that you guys will be 
hearing of like, hey, there are things we can do. It doesn't have to be that costly. You can absolutely protect yourself from these hackers, these bad actors, and and not be that that guy who like had it all stolen. Exactly. And to be honest with you, <laughs> um, with insurance companies, and you said take a proactive approach, with insurance companies, what they in the event of a data breach, all the insurance company wants to really and truly know is that you have taken the necessary step. They want to, they want to hear that you have a good story to tell. They want to know that you had internal policies and processes that you had in place to help protect yourself and so forth. Because they all know that you will get breached one day, just like auto insurance. They know that there is a strong possibility you could get into an accident. No one could protect, prevent any every accident from happening. Okay, but they want to know that you have done the, your due diligence and you're not being irresponsible. So you cannot say, well, I had this data. I knew I had this data, but I didn't do anything to protect that data. And you got breached. They will say, well, you're being irresponsible. Okay, and what they are looking for is that you have done your bet, your very best. You have gotten you've put policies in place. You have done the physical part of it. You've put pass, strong passwords, all of these set of things in place to help protect the data. But unfortunately, it still happened. Okay? They're looking for that story so that they will say, hey, we will still give you, we'll still give you coverage for that. We will still pay out that coverage for you. Um, for those of you who are, who are homeowners, we all know there is a fire. If the event of a fire, disaster, or anything like that, they want to know that you have taken the necessary steps to protect against a fire. You have smoke detectors in place. You have carbon monoxide, all of these different testers in place and so forth, but to prevent a fire. If there's a fire, they'll say, okay, you have done your best. You have done so. So we will pay out that policy. So that's just my word of advice to anyone out there. Great, great advice. And you guys, it's not that hard to be proactive to make a phone call. If you already have an IT guy, awesome. If not, give Al a call. I know, Al, one of the things that you do is like a free IT survey where you go in and you take a look and you do a free survey to be able to assess the situation and be able to give, you know, guidance and feedback on wherever you might be, you know, in your business with your specific IT needs. Yes. Yes. So we're not here, my company, we're not here to replace your current IT provider or anything like that because cybersecurity is a very, very wide and broad spectrum and it's a lot to take on. And I know a lot of IT providers don't like to, they don't take that is not a passion for them. They will be able to. So we're here to work and to help you augment some of that responsibility. So we do work with current IT providers and we do offer a free survey, free assessment of your current infrastructure. And we're able to give you pointers of what we have seen, what a, a bad actor has access to and what they don't have access to. And if so be you want to do, you want to work 100% with us, we're open to that. If you want, it's a 50-50, you know, 70-30, any way you want to work with us, we're able to work here because we know being an IT provider, being an um, IT solution provider, I know it's a lot of work and there's parts of the work that I personally don't like. So this is why I hire a team to help me 
continue doing the work because there are aspects of the work that I personally don't like. But when we're working with other IT providers, we say to them, hey, we could deal with the security, cybersecurity and the compliance portion. You deal with the help desk and the computers and all of the other stuff to deal with the network. So we're able to work with any company, anything. If you if you have concern with your current IT provider and you're not sure that they're doing what they say they're doing, we could also test that out for you also. Oh, so helpful. And everybody listening to this, the one thing I want to suggest is if you know 100%, I mean 100%, your data, your business is secure, you don't have to do anything. Everybody else, if there's even one smidge of doubt that you're not 100% certain that your data is secure, you have cybersecurity measures in place, that you know your IT person is doing what they say they're they're doing, for everybody else, I just really want to encourage you, you know, make a phone call, ask the question, just put it on your radar for this year of just something that you want to make sure that you are going to pay attention to, you're going to be proactive about, you're going to start asking the questions to make sure you're 100% secure. Al, in closing, do you want to just um, share with everybody where they can find you? Well, you could find me. My website is www.ablcomputers.com. Our telephone number is 718-848-8102. And you could also find me, Alvion Legal, on LinkedIn. So that's all the three places you could find us. 100% you'll find us on our website. We have all of the information there on our website, www.ablcomputers.com. Fantastic. Al, thank you so much for being here with me today. I really, really appreciate it. I appreciate all the information, especially on a topic that as business owners, when we're so busy, it's like, you know, one of the things that we're just not thinking about, but it's so critical and so crucial to our success. I don't want to, I want ever hear of a business owner having to go through something so terrible that we could have been proactive on and we could have like, you know, stopped it from happening when it's, it's such an easy fix to just be proactive about this stuff and be paying attention to it. Yes. Thank you for having me, Jennifer. It's been a pleasure. You're welcome. All right, you guys, thanks for listening to the show today. Now get out there and have a happy, productive day. I hope you found today's episode of the Happy Productive Podcast inspiring. Every successful business is formed by a set of small, consistent, and attainable steps. If you want to learn more, come visit us at jenniferdawncoaching.com to take your next step and learn how to meet your business goals. On our website, you're going to find free resources along with links to the life-changing coaching programs that have transformed the lives of so many of our clients, including the Coaching Academy and our Unbreakable Retreats. Many of them started their journey by listening to this podcast. That's it. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for our next episode. This is the She Leads Podcast Network.